It's your boy Four Eyes, Ultra Beast United, Mud Knock Studios. This for grown men with the grown man habits. Well, how that sound? It's called OG status. What? OG status. When health is wealth, you want that OG status. Grown men with grown man habits, then come on down. We talking OG status. What? OG status. Plush life, so you know we lavish. The wisest king will shine like diamond rings when it's time to put away childish things. My mind supreme, divine, refined, and clean. Pristine, getting green like lima beans. When adults are talking, listen and witness. From life and marriage into parenting and business. A podcast with entertainment, my favorite. We hold down the fort like Camp David. They made it for grown men with the grown man habits. Well, how that sound? It's called OG status. What? OG status. When health is wealth, you want that OG status. Grown in with grown man habits, then come on down. We talking OG status. What? OG status. Plush life, so you know we lavish. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, I am D-Walk, for another episode of OG Status. And I am DJ Uncle Troy, which is my third DJ name. And I think people should evolve. And we should evolve. And have different names. And different names, it, it, you know. What was your high school nickname? <laughs> so I, I was gonna. I, you made me think of my my high school nickname was a uh, little D. Little D. So so the story with that is that I had the airbrush license plate on the front of my car. It said Little D. Right. And when I had I had a car accident, real bad situation. Everybody started calling me Big D because I survived. Like hey, what man. up, Big D? From you Big know. D. From Big D. Right. And I was in the band, and it was working. Now before that, my grandmother and my family would call me Little Boo. Little Boo. And that's because my dad's nickname was Boo. That's what my mom called my dad. Hey, Boo. And I come around and say, oh, that's Lil Boo. And now it's D-Walk. And, and D-Walk came because I was a club promoter. And I used to put my, my entire name. And somebody stole my ID. Oh. And I was like, okay, I don't want this to happen again. Let me just come up with D-Walk. Because I started doing work with ministers and pastors. And I just didn't want somebody to Google me and be like, oh, he did that party with the midget wrestling. <laughs> First of all, man, before we go too far, man, what did you think about that track? The opening of OG Status, the song. Yo. Is it infectious or what? It's memorable. It's, memorable, it's infectious. It's all the elements of hip hop that, that you and I both love and appreciate. It's classic. It'll never get old. And Four Eyes laced the track. I mean, first of all, I used to listen to Four Eyes in high school. Right. With DTP and Ludacris and that whole whole uh that, that whole vibe. You know what I'm saying? And to hear him on the track and it's something that that that's for us, I, I, I couldn't have I couldn't have planned that. You now, know how cool is it to have a three time platinum artist on our Podcast the uh, song, you know what I'm saying? Our yeah, intro. that that's that's the OG. That's yeah. that's the OG move right there. You know what I'm saying? Well, one thing I like, I mean, um, that uh, most people they know you as a graphic designer, right? Is that people still think uh, that as a pr- promoter. Yeah, graphic designer, promoter, yeah. drum uh, major. But what they don't know is that you're a music producer as well. Right. So I asked you for a West Coast track. You live on the West Coast, right? Now. I wasn't very specific because I'm from Southern California, Long Beach, the LBC, Strong Beach. Right. And I was thinking I was going to get some Snoop Dre, you know what I'm saying? And you gave me, which I think is dope, more of an Oakland E-40 Mac Dre. Right. Uh, uh, too short vibe. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Hyphy. And, and listen, it was, I, I was a little nervous when you said it because you're like, man, West Coast. The first producer I think of when you said West Coast is who? Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. And I was like, 
that's pressure. pressure. I, I, man, you know, I'm going to do the best. But then I was like, hold on. But I had some drums. I've got a drum sound pack coming out sometime. So I had some of these drums. And I was just playing around with them because I'm like, I'm still from the South, man. You know, right. and we like that bass in the trunk and just that, that, bit, that, that bottom. Pause. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to make sure to include that. But just being in California, the vibes of an open track. Man, it, it it worked out, and then for you to have—I mean, how did you have the? How did you? How did you say, like, yo, let's get Four Eyes on this? Like, how did that come together? Because I didn't even—I wasn't even thinking that. Well, what happened was when I first met Four Eyes, we shoot a documentary with him. Uh, actually, I looked at the footage; it was 2018 mm-hmm. December. Yeah, and um, he hit in 2018. No one had heard from him for like 10 or 15 years, and he decided to do a verse a day on Instagram. And so he was in my cousin Maxie Collier's uh, documentary. So Maxie agreed to do another documentary on him, and I met him, right? And he kept doing those verses. Then he decided he was a little tired, so he's gonna do like one a week. He's gonna do it on. He, first he said he's gonna take off Sunday, right? Then he started doing them on Friday, like Chick Fil A. Yeah. And so, well, Chick Fil A opened on Friday, but you know, Sunday, not Sunday. So he. Um, he uh we're talking me and him and you know how we give people ideas and and people have ideas we kind of add to them and he's talking about selling his verses and i was like man that's a great idea so he starts doing a sponsored verse someone can send him a beat mm-hmm. and on friday he would do a custom hey this beat is by whoopty wop and then he would flow on i said man you, i would buy a verse right and so and to prove to you i would buy a verse i'm gonna buy one today. How much are they? He said $25. I said, okay, well, you just got $50 in your cash app. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And I don't know when I'm going to need it. And so I just forget it. Forgot it. it was really me investing in a friend to show him proof of concept that if I want a verse, somebody else wants a verse. Dope. Yeah. Right? Fast forward, we, you know, start talking about doing the podcast, right? We've been talking about doing the podcast for a while. And my daughter, Jasmine, said, Dad, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And, you know, they don't have the same, you know, whoopie wop that you have. Right. And I said, I think you I think you ought to have D walk come through and be your co-host because the best ones have have a co-host. Right. I said, OK, cool. And so one thing, you know, you're not a parent yet, but it, you may never be a parent. But one thing when you have grown kids and they challenge you in an area that you're gifted in, mm-hmm. it's like the roles have reversed. And it's just like, OK, well, I'm gonna go ahead and let my daughter manage this process. And so that's when I got the beat from you. You had already created the logo. Mm-hmm. And um, I called Four Eyes and said, look, this is what I'm doing. And that's all the instruction I gave him. And him being a great freestyle artist, he came up with what he came up with. And I didn't have any changes uh, from a standpoint of what he was talking about. Because he, right. he said something that I had never said in my life. Grown man habits. Grown men with grown man habits. Then come on down. We talking OG status. Dog. When I heard that grown man habits, this is grown man status. That's like, yo, yo, that's 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 grown. It's good to have grown man habits. Yeah, like I can tell you, I have some grown man habits that I didn't get to what I was grown. grown. Right, like not there's a, there's a level of grown. There's a several kinds of grown. There's the grown that you think you are when you're 21, but you're still on your parents' insurance. Facts. That's that's kind of grown is legal. Your ass can go to jail. 18. That's the first grown. Right, and that's, that's important too. Already, it, it is. It's very important, but it's it's an illusion, mm-hmm. right? But your ass can't go to jail, you know. And then you're 21. Now you can drink. 
Right. So you think you're grown and you got a little hair on your genitals and you're off at college and you're, and you're having sex with all your clothes off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Remember yeah. that? You remember that when you had sex the first time because your parents weren't going to bust in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like, that, to the side. or like that uh, that, that comedian said, is the youth pastor coming back? You know? <laughs> like you're just pulling your pants down to your ankles and you just getting it in, right? But you've grown, so you off at school and you, you know, you leaning back. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you're still on your parents' insurance. Right, facts, right? facts. And then, uh, you know, I tell people, you ain't grown until you got a spaghetti strainer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like some real grown shit, you know? A you what? You got a what? A colander. It's called a colander, but I yeah. for, for the regular, <laughs> okay. I call it a spaghetti strainer. I got you. You're like, that's some shit you buy. Like, I remember when Jasmine first left home, I look and she used to steal all our spices and shit. Because you ain't buying spices. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you might get some Lowry's, but you ain't got no oregano. No oregano. <laughs> Not on purpose. I remember when Tamara sent our son off to college. She sent that nigga up there with a grown man plate. He had matching plates and expensive silverware. I said, Tamara, you're going you gonna to have these young ladies thinking this boy is doing the food. That's established, right? You know that's, grown. That's, grown. that's another level of grown. Grow. Right? Grow. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember back when I was single, which was a long time ago, I met this girl and she had mixed match plates. You know what I'm saying? Did that's you judge her? Grown. I judged her. You judged her. Come on, Well, man. not in that time, but right. looking back, it's like, you know, you got a Spider-Man plate and a Batman plate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I was... Side note, I was watching this video on social media and this girl got mad at her boyfriend for cheating and she hit him with a frying pan, right? And the bitch broke. I'm like, oh, that ain't a grown man. That's not a grown, yeah, that's not a grown, that's not a frying pan. We have the skillet. We have a cast iron skillet. Absolutely. At the house. That if someone hits you with that, you will die. You, that's grown man shit. I got it from my mama, you know, grown. Those, you pass those down. That's, you inherit the rust in it. Right. Like you don't buy it with the rust, it gathers the rust, and that's what put the flavor in it. Yeah, that's that's the seasoning. That's that's time. That's investment right there. Yeah. I get it. You know what I'm saying? And so back to what we're talking about, Grown men with grown men habits. Like, what are some other grown men habits you've probably developed in the last five or six years that you could think of? Man, I'm gonna be honest. I heard you say this, and I was like, man, I do that. Black drawers. That's grown man. Okay. Just, just because, and it's not that you have, you know, soil drawers. It's not even that. It's just. You know, you know, you're not wearing the tidy whities anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't. I mean, not that I'm. I'm concerned about what my so partner's wearing. So you, like, like, like when your mama and was buying your drawers. Like when you first start to buy your own underwear. I don't think people understand. Like women, they go get the Victoria's Secrets and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but nigga, I need some fabric on my ass, need- right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so when I first start buying my drawers, I hated boxers. Because what I realized is my mom bought the boxers the wrong size and they crawl up my ass, right? Yeah. But then when I got, you know, a little older and a little growner, you know, I, I was at first I was wearing boxes, um, so I could let my boys breathe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Right? I got you. And then the uh the, the kind of drawers I wear to this day. To this, to this day. day. To, to this day. day. To this day. To this day. You just sit here and you don't know what I'm talking about? They came out. That was the, uh, they got the, I guess they cotton or whatever, but they like shorts, but they tight. The uh, boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Yeah. When boxer briefs came out, game over. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And when you talk about wearing black drawers, for me, um, I do stuff that I call this uh, either logic or we call it grown man habits. But I remember my wife was getting tired of mating my socks. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what can I do? You know, I've just got just a whole bunch of socks, and then they come up missing, and you got the one with the three three stripes. Right, and, and this one and got it, two stripes. And, well, and, that, and that was red and blue, and this was green and orange, and, you know, it don't match. Right. So I just buy all black socks now. Yeah. So I might go out and buy a 20-pack of black socks, and they, like, disposable. Like, when I was at your dad's house, I said you got, like, 100 face towels. Right. Just rolled up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and that's that's part of the grown man habits is just doing things that that work for you specifically for you because you're responsible for you. You know what? I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna give you one because a lot of times you can't see yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I can tell you the grown man habits I think you have that oh. um, that I think are quite admirable mm-hmm. is your your self care, skin care, your uh, taking care of your, your teeth. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and just the uh, all these like oils and shit you be coming up with, <laughs> and, and and the coconut oils and the the facial the ro- wraps the rose and shit. Oil. Because yeah. most people would not know that you're 37 because you look probably 25. Yeah. And where you live, youth is like an asset. Absolutely. But then you have the wisdom uh, as like uh, as an older man, right? Yeah. And so when you're with me, I I, I see you like want to be like like uh, the BG. I'm the OG, right? Right. Um, but you're like an OG in your own right among the people who are underneath you right. because you've been alive for a few minutes. I, I haven't died. Yet. So what is, what is OG? But an OG is just uh, an individual who has uh, some some life experiences and are, are setting up others to, to, to win. Yeah, that uh, a mentor is another word. Well, the funny thing is, I grew up in you know East Long Beach, California, and OG meant original gangster, mm-hmm. right? And it kind of morphed into like this mentor, yeah, pop like position. But I tell people all the time that uh, OG in my community was twenty five, right? Yeah, because the older men there were no older men in the community, and, mm-hmm. and I'm fifty two right now, right? And I don't, I can't recall a fifty year old man who wasn't damn near at the end of life or uh, tremendously ineffective. Or just, uh, I didn't see like people in their fifties giving great life advice. They were yeah. dumb, right? They they weren't in a space to thrive and even thrive even more. Right. They were just kind of like just coasting along and, and and cruise control. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do when I became fifty, I wanted to be the person that I needed when I was thirty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when I was thirty, <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of, you know, of course you had your father, my father, right? Um, and he was from that generation of. No emotion, just disconnected. Great person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have a pastor who's telling you God is good and you're blessed and, you know, those basic things. Right. But not telling me why I feel this way. Not anyone to help me be in touch with the emotions that a man have that we've had to deny for all this time. Right. So when I think of OG, like I said, the OG was 25, right? Then you had the BGs, that baby G, they like... Teenagers, yeah. Teenagers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but you've never seen any older guys. And, and so um, I look at you as an OG um, uh, in regards to the things you've done, you know, whether it was the degree in journalism, whether it was, you know, the businesses that you've run, whether it was taking a move and moving out of your comfort zone and moving to California and all these things. But I often wonder sometimes, do you see yourself like that? Sometimes I do. And sometimes I, I still feel like I'm not there yet, only because I never imagined I could do or would be in the space that I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. No one said, hey, man, you could be almost 40 years old, look like you're 25, move to a completely new state and and do and work with the, you know, go to another city and work with some of the upper echelon of everyone. Uh, I told you that. 
I mean, no, I mean, you told me that now, but right. when I was 17, yeah. no, I didn't, I didn't even, listen, yeah. man, I didn't think, I didn't have an idea beyond 25. All I knew was get married and have kids because that's what the model of success looked like for right. me. Right, right. So I knew if I did that, I would, I would at least be in the upper echelon of, of being able, of being possible for it to, for me to have success. Well, that's the purpose of this podcast is to really um, make it okay uh, for people to thrive, right? Right. Is to uh, give information and advice and then tell us some of our life stories and life experiences. Because I'll tell you, uh, when I first met you, not the first meeting, because we met at, at, a, at one of your events, but right. as we started spending more time together, I was like, man, this dude here is a genius. But in my mind, it's like, either he don't know or he had too many people telling him that he wasn't trying to push you down. Right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of it, I think, is because you look so young. And so I saw no early on in our relationship, it was beca- I became like the big brother who say, now, nah, if you're going to if you want to do something in it, you got you got to do it with Derek. Right. Like Derek's the guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, holler at Derek. And <laughs> what did that do for you? Man, I mean, one, it gave me it gave me confidence to like, oh, just let me know somebody's looking out for me. Right. You know, I spent a lot of times uh, even before then working as a nightclub promoter. And it's pretty much a street business, which could be, could be compared to a gang type of culture. Right. And the OGs or the older people who had more experience in the game. They really kept pressing me down. And I was like, man, I got to maneuver beyond this. And you were one of the, the, the older people, or just someone who's seasoned and had experience that was like, yo, you dope. Yo, come do this. Yo, y'all talk to him and just right. put me in a position to have power. And I realized the dynamic shift was when I said to you, yo, if you see me doing something that's not cool or just off or because I know I can have my moments and I could be millennial. Right. Right. Yo, just say something to me because I'm, I'm not my intent is not to do that. Well, I think that's what changed our relationship because a lot of people ask me for advice, but they don't want to hear. It, right. It's you, you don't want to hear. It's 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 rare that men open up to each other. Right. Facts. So when you told me, hey, you know, hey, you know, holla at me. And so I remember one time, another time when it changed, we were doing something and I uh, uh, I was think I was DJing. You were emceeing and you. Got hype, and then you looked at me, and you kind of got smart, like, like, no, do that Derek shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. do that Derek yeah. shit. I need that Derek shit. And I like a lot of times the OG, the head OG, they try to suppress the people who, and I think that's a problem in the black community that the older people look down on young men rather than been lifting, lifting them up. up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And just the, even the empowerment of of just saying, yo, that's cool to do, you know, because and I think it's okay to check in and check back because I know I know I can get excited and have passion right. and, and overdo and do too much, but saying, yo, do that, but do it this way, and it's like, oh, okay, and just putting in that, just one having that covering one, right. but also just putting that insight in and say, yo, you can do this and you can do more, right. you know, because I was looking at you, I was introduced to you through Fife yeah. and we had done a lot of work together so he had set me up to see like yo this Troy he, he's he's dope you know right. what I'm saying and you were doing things that looked closer to what I was doing I've never I mean I had a job right but I never could get a real job so knowing that you were very entrepreneurial you had your businesses you had the family it was like yo this this avatar of what Troy is doing there's something that works right so let's see what that is explore what that is and, and just you know take take the perspective and that's some things that you tell me it's like yo that's right and some things that you tell me not that it's wrong but it's yeah. like okay that doesn't work for me in that space but I see where he's coming from so let me let me figure it let's out let's roll with it right 
And what I tell people is, man, you got to let them, like, I give you advice, but you got to let them do what they do. Yeah. You know, some people got to go through it. You know what I'm saying? And then they got to be able to come back and say, yeah, man, you know, like, and yeah. then I say, I told you so, yeah. nigga. Yeah. Nah. And, and even saying that, you don't do it like, I told you so, like, I'm smart, I'm yeah. good. It's like, yeah, you remember I said it? Like, yeah, doc, you, you, was, you was on yeah. it, I, you know. Yeah, but um, I think that what a lot of younger men don't understand and I don't really like shitting on millennials or Gen X or anyone else because we all have our, our thing, right? Mm-hmm. But the generation below me or maybe two generations, they have been addicted to becoming what's called the boss, right? And so they don't understand. And they can become the boss. The technology in the world and everything that's set up is set up for people to go straight to the top. Right. But they don't learn how to study underneath. They don't know how to do the apprenticeship. They don't know how to be the help. And... And so in order to be a good leader, you have to know how to follow. You right. know what I'm saying? And so a lot of people say they're the boss and they go do what they think is boss shit. And the real bosses that are looking at them don't invite them back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things that, you know, I try to do is say, OK, listen, this is how you read this. So th- you know, you got to know the rules. There are a lot of unwritten rules, especially in the spaces that we operate. Absolutely. In. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that was, I think, uh, for for you or even my son is like, like, here's what a person might say, but this is what they're really thinking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, man, call me anytime if you need something. Don't call them. You know right. what I'm saying? Don't, don't call them. Don't, don't, don't call them. Don't even. In fact, don't take them off of your list. Right. To call. Right. You know what I'm saying? And why you in need? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because once you call in need, you always go with that nigga in need. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so you a don't lot of times, position yourself you hear like me that. a lot of times talk about positioning. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, I'm introduce you to so and so, the celebrity. Now nah, it ain't right because I'm coming into as a fan. Don't I don't want to be introduced as a fan. Right. Now I remember when I first started working with Fred Hammond. You know, you see him around town, you speak to him. I met him on the cruise and I was just a fan. Hey, man, I love your music. Okay, yeah. And so then I was like, well, if I want to work with him, I have to position myself as someone of authority mm-hmm. or someone who it has to, he has to think it's his idea that he wants to work with me. Right. And so the next, let's say the next three times he's seen me, he's seen me at the uh, uh, taping of the Ricky Smiley uh, morning show. Mm-hmm. He's seen me at the Ricky Smiley TV show. Then one time he seen me out of Deion Sanders' house. And I, I know a person who used to work for him. He said, man, who is that guy? I see him everywhere. And then that started the introduction. And those kind of, um, you know, shoot your shot. Most people, I shoot my shot, shoot my shot. A lot of times, you know, yeah, you can shoot your shot, but don't, you ain't Steph Curry. Don't shoot it from hell. Don't shoot court. it right. Get yourself a layup. I mean, be the person who passes to Steph Curry. Right. And then, honestly, that's, yes. how, that's how we... That's, that's an assist. That's that's you a win. For that. That's a win, yeah. right? I mean, even the way we met was in that same type of space. You know, I was doing my thing, and you were doing your thing, and we had, there was an intersection. We saw each other, then saw each other again, and then connected the dots, and then it became it became more. But I have a question for you: When you know, as far as being the OG or the 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 the, the veteran, right? Right. And we get into spaces where sometimes I don't want to say the roles reverse, but. The, the, the it becomes a, a different dynamic where the OG kind of has to follow of sorts or just it's, it's not the, the front leader. How have you been able to respond to that in that type of situation? Well, because I was taught by one of the greats, uh, Bob Kersey. And for most people who don't know Bob Kersey, he is the number one Olympic track coach in history. He has more gold medals than anybody, whether it was uh, Flo Jo, Al Joyner, you know, uh, now he's uh, Allison Felix and yeah. his wife, uh, um, um, Jackie Joyner Kersey. Right. Right. And I learned process. I learned positioning. I learned responsibility. I, I learned uh, timeliness. I learned integrity, right? And so I know it takes a good 
to be a good leader, you have to know how to follow. Mm-hmm. And so I remember a time where we were doing something together and I was the boss. And then the next day we drove to Baton Rouge and you were in control. And I pulled you to the side and said, hey, man, you know, let these people know that you in control. I'm going to follow you. Yeah. And the respect that those people have for me allowed allowed them to see you in a certain light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, I, I follow my daughters. I follow my wife if I have to. I follow my son. You know, and people find that strange when he's out on a gig. I become his tech. Right, right. You know, I need to make him comfortable. Not I'm your dad. You set them damn drums up. No, I, I can set up a drum set. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Yeah. I could break a drum set down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, that to me is is practice. And so I know how to be. A, I'm a good number two. Mm-hmm. I know how to be a number one, but I think I'm a better number two. You know what I'm saying? And I think that comes from just me. Uh, training, teaching a lot. And then another thing it comes from is I spent my whole life fighting for who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people told me you can't make a living with a camera. People told me you can't be friends with your kids. You can't not beat your children. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. was a lot of things people told me you couldn't do. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so now my life has become the example. Right. And so when I'm having these discussions with people, I'm telling them, you know, they're, you know, all things are possible, right? right? You know, it's, it's, you don't have to do it this way. You don't have to do it the way I did it. Now your way might work for you and you know, you don't have to fall victim to the social norms. And I think that's a big problem as men, we have fallen victim to social norms like, uh, um, and I don't have a problem with chivalry, but it, ha- it shouldn't have to be a requirement based on I got a, 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 I, I, yeah yeah just because I I got a penis yeah a dick yeah like don't mean that I got to do this you yeah, know people love gender roles until it, it comes to like going to war to die like ninety nine percent of people who die in war are men facts you know what I'm saying yeah and I have a joke inside my family like my daughters they do not like gender roles until it's time to take out the trash <laughs> and then that's on me and that's on my son you know, what you know what's funny about that is that that's one thing I I hate trash right and I've I've ruined I don't say ruined relationships but I've broken up relationships because I'm not gonna just take out the trash I have this rule in my mind when I had male roommates or stay with my girls ladies you know ladies I was dating if it's full take it out whoever if you gotta stuff it take it out right that's that's a grown man that's an adult thing in my mind saying look I'm gonna be responsible and do this because I see it's important to get done right and at the same time if I'm with my lady I don't have a problem uh uh Doing that if it needs to be done, if that's something that I want to do to make her happy, but I I want the option. Yeah, I don't want to be required to do that. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was born in the '60s, <clears throat> so there are certain things that I, I'm on autopilot about. Yeah, that I won't call them right or wrong. Like growing up in California, we didn't say yes sir and yes ma'am. Mm. And so when I moved here, people thought it was disrespectful that I didn't address. You know, like I don't know you. Yeah, you know, I don't have to call you sir. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it was not that it was right or wrong. It was just it wasn't a social norm the way I was brought up. But back to what I was saying, I was born in the 60s and I was, uh, you know, expected to put myself in position to take care of a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the funny thing is, is I'm cool with that. But at the same time, I don't want a woman to um, be dependent on me because now I don't know if she wants to be there or not. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'd rather be wanted than needed. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And so everyone in my family, whether you got a vagina or a ding-a-ling, 
Yeah, we say I would probably you got a coochie or a penis. <laughs> you know is coochie is coochie proper? Is I, that, I call it coochie. I, I, I like that name. What's man. in the science text? Like smell it. <laughs> smell that word. You know what I'm saying? And it bothers some people, but uh, uh, my wife hates the word. You know, but I can't say pussy. You know? oh, oh wow. <laughs> Like vagina, vagina sounds so like tech, vagina. It yeah. feels it's like yeah. that's weird. I don't want to say vagina. Yeah, it's like you can't, you know, get in the mood by calling it a vagina. But hey, you know, <laughs> whatever works. Whatever works. But what I'm saying is, is I didn't want them to um, be, uh, I guess, um, uh, ter- their future determined by their genitalia, right? By their gender, you by you know, um, and so consequently, you know. Well, my daughters, they have wonderful careers, you know, but they're women. They're, 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 they're very feminine, very beautiful, but they make their own money. And my son, which it's always the expectation that men are going to make money, but more for him, he's allowed to be emotional. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to access his feelings. The he's fool. allowed to, I don't say, man, stop crying like a little bitch. Yeah. It's crazy. A lot of women specifically want 1950 dating rules. In 2020, equality, and that, I think that's where the disconnect and the imbalance is coming from. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely that the 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 expectation of gender roles and performances and all those things. You know, with with men and between us, it's not a gender role or not. It's like, yo, let's do something that works, and if it doesn't, either we figure out how to make it work, or we don't really fool with each other. And 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 it's a lot of times it's it's really clear. Yeah, you know, and and and, and even even that I, I know that's something that we did before in, in a business situation. It's like, man, we really don't. It's not that we don't like this situation or like, but you know, what is the objective? Right. And we we find a common, you know, we we make the 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 objective the shared thing that we have, and we focus on that. And then once that's got, we go on to the next. Right. One. But like the gender role thing is like it'll be things like uh, well, um, opening doors and. You know, uh, paying for first dates. Now, I have been on a date. Yeah, yeah. I've been married for, you know, me and my wife have been together for 30 years, right? Yeah. And um, in our generation, she's actually a baby boomer and I'm actually uh, Gen X. So we're in two different generations. It's crazy. That's it's crazy. Yeah. But there were hard coded um, society norms that kind of drive who I am, right? And yeah. sometimes I, I, you know, I fight against norms. Like, my whole life has been a fight against the norm. Now, I might do some things that I just agree with, period, but I'm not doing it because I, I have to. I do it because I want to. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I've been married 26 years, right? Yeah. And people want to say, oh, that's great. And, you know, you must really love your wife. And I tell people love is not enough. Mm-hmm. Love is like goes all over the place. Because I remember this one time where she was upset for me. She probably speak to me a day or two. I don't know. Three. I don't know. <laughs> and she texted me and said, hey, I have a flat. I'm over here on Harry Hines. This right here. Mm-hmm. I rolled over there. She sat in the car. I fixed her flat. And when I was done, I hit the back bumper and I got my car and left. Now, the, the emotion of love didn't allow for that. They've been like, they've been all kind of fussy. But my my goal was to make sure she was safe, whether right. we were getting along or not. And I don't think people really understand it. They think a, a, a long term marriage is uh, um, something that um, is based on this lovey dovey romantic kind of thing. Romantic, and, and I think the movies, Hallmark, and women drive that narrative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you ask me, uh, you know, just if I could be 100% honest, I, you know, f- struggle sometimes to find 
the value for a young man to be married. Now, for me, someone my age, 10 years from now, I'll be 62. We take each other to the doctor. We're really leaning on each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're making sure each other's healthy. We're watching our kids, these beautiful kids we have, and hopefully by then the grandkids. And people love that. Yeah. People look at me. My family said, man, that's dope. Yo, it's I dope. I said, man, but it takes 30 years to build what I built. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, it takes 30 years, and it's not the same conditions. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to have a payphone route, Derek. Payphone? What is a, what is a payphone? Exactly. For? I could teach you everything about a payphone business. And it was profitable, Right. And there are some scenarios where payphones could be profitable. Like if you have them in drug treatment centers, if you have them in um, in uh, jails, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Halfway houses, they are niches, right? Yeah. But even the homeless cats walking here with a with a with a with a prepaid uh, cell phone. Yeah. So why would you go into the payphone business? So. If it's not going to benefit you, yeah. Well, it, it's just not that time anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying marriage is over, but I'm saying is that. With the way gender roles have changed, right? Like, I remember you telling me that, like, a girl said, well, I would come over and cook for you. Like, cooking and cleaning was a big deal for a man who's older than me, like my dad. Right. You say you ate every day, right? I've had a meal. If I wanted a meal and wanted to eat, I've eaten every single day. And then you've had maid service, right? And I've had maid service. So I don't need you to come cook and clean for me. I don't even want you to come and do that. I don't want you to serve me. Like right. that. I, I don't, I, and you know, and because and, 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 I go back and forth with that, but I don't want you to serve me with these duties that I can be responsible for as myself. Right. You know what or I'm saying? Or we get the app, there, or there's an app there's for it. There's an app for it. I, right. I, I literally have found an app. To do four or five things and it took 20 minutes where doing those four or five things would have taken four or five hours. Right. I don't have that type of time, and especially in the type of work we do, you, you we could get a, a last minute call to go fly across the country, literally. Yeah. And and I don't have time to do that. that those are low level. I'd rather spend the money and the effort in those twenty minutes and spend that money uh, to get those things done. Even with that other partner, I want to spend time with you having fun right. and doing something that I probably wouldn't be doing with everyone else because. Uh, you know, we go so deep into what we do in our work that I want my relationship not to be related to things that are responsibility. Right. I want to have fun. And I don't want to, I don't mind being responsible for you or looking out for you or caring for you. But I want to know if you have a flat before you call me, did you call AAA? Right. You know, it's funny you should say that because I don't like my family picking me up from the airport. I like to come home by Uber, right? Uh But if my daughters land or my son or my wife, I am picking them up. And it's this gender confusion in my head, right? Like, last time you flew to Dallas, who picked you up? You got me. That's like, to me, it's super personal. It's like, I got you. Like, when, when friends come to the town, I'm going to get you from the airport. And that's a huge commitment. Yes. That's a huge commitment, right? And that's me showing my gratitude, right? That's not a something that I have to do. Of servitude. It's the gratitude, gratitude over servitude. Right. I, I think that's right. the real right. thing. And when someone does, you know, let's say I am dating and she does bring me a plate or right. she does make something, not because I think it's her responsibility, but just for the gratitude. Now that part, right. I'm with all day. Right. If it's I, funny, if man. I, you talk about gratitude. It's funny, man, because when you're in a committed relationship like like I am, mm-hmm. committed, marriage committed relationship. That's a big commitment. When your wife brings you a plate, like, we just ate, right? Uh-huh. If my wife bought me a plate, guess what I'd have to do? Wash a dish? I have to eat. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, man, I, I, you know, you didn't appreciate the smell about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of things that you're grateful for or gratitude is, is really for the other person. Mm-hmm. Right? And then mm. trying to put that off on you. Yeah. And so she, my wife would get mad. Like, did you eat? Like, yes. 
while I cooked. It was like, well, I'm going to eat some. Or sometimes I'll keep it with buck. I didn't eat. I'm about to eat this again. I'm about to eat I this. Eat again. Or I'll be out and be like, yeah, man, let's get something here. Like, man, shit, I can't eat too much because I know my wife is uh, about to. About, about to yeah. cook this meal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, I mean, you know, from my perspective, that's got to be tough. It's tough. You know, and, and not in a, it's not even good or bad. Let that's, me tell you what's even tougher. Okay. What's even tougher is like, um, we love what we do, right? And a lot of men identify by what they do. Right. Right. Um, and sometimes, in many cases, women view your work as personal time. Right, because they see your relationship with your work, they see how you're dedicated. You work till it's over. Committed. You're committed. All of and the so things. When you come home tired from work, now they're like, "Well, you've been you've been going all day. You've been going all day. Like now it's it's me time, right?" So the hard part is there have been times, and that's why I like doing work out of town. There have been times when I was working and I'm watching the clock saying I need to get home to spend some quality time with my wife. Now, I used to be with my family mm-hmm. and that was even harder, but my kids are now grown and they got their own lives. Right. And so now if I'm doing a, a, a 16 to 18 hour day uh, and my wife's day is over at like maybe hour 10. So there's another eight hours that she's like, I wonder when my husband's coming home. Right. And I'm feeling a pressure of being considerate. When I know I could work on this project right now to three or four or six in the morning and be cool. Right. But you got a wife at home saying, well, you know, when are you coming home? Were you inconsiderate of me? Did yes. you not think about me? Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, I can I, I could imagine that being frustrating. I, and I've had some relationships uh, with women and they're like, yo, you still at work? Yeah. Or they'll, they'll this is this is the thing that happens. They'll say, I, I'll, yeah, I got to go do this project. I'm going to the studio with Pharrell's going to be there. Right. And it's like, all right, well, go have fun. And like, well, no, 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 no. Like, whoa, I, because if you don't nip that shit in the bud, it becomes bigger and it scales out of proportion man. and it's too much. And it's like, no, 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 no. I get why you said it, but this is not, it's not that it's Derek, fun or not. you went to the Super Bowl. Dog. You went to the Super Bowl. Rehearsals, J-Lo. Like, I mean, and just Secura. Secura. You know, do Adam, like, I'm in the space of, I'm first of all in Miami. And you know, when you think about Miami, you think about the beaches. And Derek, that sounds fun. It's, dog. It sounded Listen, fun. Listen, first of all, it's fun, but yeah. first of all, I, I first of all let's consider this. I went to Miami within. I found out about it at what ten in the morning. I was on a flight before midnight. Amen. Right. So that's first of all. I'm yeah. going to another time zone. So by the time I got there, yeah, it was time for everybody else who was there to get up and do work. Right. Guess what I was doing? Sleep. I, I was sleep or sleepy, sleepy in the car from the airport on the way straight to the rehearsal venue to prepare and being in front of, you know, musicians and artists and and who have millions of followers and and playing for the Super Bowl, these top teams. And I'm like having to be awake and be conscious. This is not it's not that it's not fun. How much pressure was that? Uh, that was it was a lot of pressure, uh, and the, the one, from one standpoint, like so we, you and I do a lot of work together. This particular time, you were going to California, and I was leaving California. Right, I was on a different project. Yeah, on a different project. So, you know, normally we're working together, and we'll meet somewhere. This time, we weren't. Right, and and it, and it was it was it like it, it was cool, but it was also like okay, we've got to represent this, and just keeping in mind, you know, not what what you would do, but you're the OG, right? I've got to represent and make sure. Um, the OG is represented well. Well, even if we take the OG off of it, it was my gig. Yeah. And I sent you because I trust you. And 
you trusted who you took. Right. And so that pressure was you had to do what you felt like I would have delivered a project that was at or better than what I would have done. Right. Right. Absolutely. So And so I said all that about the Super Bowl to say this shit ain't it's not fun. It's not fun. It's, it is stressful. It's stressful. It's very intense. Like, did you go to the beach? The beach? Well, for what? Right. I couldn't. Right. I, in fact, I got to Miami, passed all of the Super Bowl festivities, yeah. straight to the rehearsal venue. Right. Got up, went to sleep. No, no, you know what? Because it was video based, we went and dumped footage and organized and categorized footage. Right. Came out with a concept because once we got there, the vision that we thought we had, we saw something totally different. Absolutely. So it was like, okay, we thought this was going to be A and B, but this is really X and Y, which yeah. is fine. Right. And we had to recalculate. And then it's like, oh, while we're here, let's think about this for five or six months from now. You know, so all of this thinking and consideration that we're having, and then, like I said, just from the standpoint of the 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 the, the covering of the OG, and then being responsible, like I said, being in this very intense situation, bringing in somebody new, managing that, because now I'm the OG, I'm the I'm the BG, you know, I'm the OG, but the OG in this situation, and then you're working for Adam Blackstone, which is the, the, the OG. OG, the triple OG, yeah, you know, and, and they got nothing to do with age, not about age or anything, and even honestly, I saw a dynamic shift. In that, because I saw him as the the lead, right, and how he responded to you as the OG, he gave that same thing to me in right. that space, right. which was like it wow. was transferable. It was tra- oh, yes, the it, relationship is the transferable, rela- man, and that's that's the thing. And and even when I think about like deconstructing the word OG, original is the standard, right, right, and then the G gangster, whatever the responsibility is, that's the person, that's the relationship. We're we're in this culture, we're doing something together, we're in a game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You say some original. Gentleman, the original gentleman, man. instead of taking the gangster, the thing gangster, off yeah. Of. I mean, you know, we could keep it gangster, but we're we we gonna keep it gangster, keep yeah. it gangster, yeah. keep it gangster. But then, even after that, after that, you left Miami, came back to LA, and then we went right from the frying pan to the pot with Dr. Venus with them 12 hour rehearsals. Dog, yes, you're right, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, and it was, and it was fun, it was fun, it was something that could have been, it looked like it's supposed to be fun. But when I tell you, I actually went to the hospital. I was I was tired. I was sick, and we had a we had a, a, a um we didn't have an off day. We had a day where our call time was at five o'clock in the evening. Yeah. So I went to the doctor at eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just to make sure I was going to be okay. Right. And uh, yeah, man, that was a that was a stressful thing. And in fact, I actually had a performance. Yeah. Set up for that Friday. And because of not just the relationship, but just keeping it about the gangster and the OG and stuff, I I heard in your voice some things I'd never heard before as related to your your sickness and your health. Right. And you were like, yo, I'm not this and I am this. And I was like, he's not lying, but I'm hearing through all of this stuff. Man, I, I can't. He can't be here and I'm not see the situation. I got to put eyes on the situation to make sure. Not that it's good or bad, but I just I got to see. So what do you mean by that? You little lost me right there. So so meaning. I knew that you were having some complication and, and you weren't at your hundred percent. And I wasn't saying I wasn't. At and 100%. you weren't saying it, but I I, I knew I knew I could tell. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, and that's right, the right. thing that me, males have. I think we can we have intuition to a degree to see beyond what's being said. Right. And I, I knew I was like, I've got to I got to get there. I think that's a male thing. I think that's a relationship thing. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's uh, uh, something that's developed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because women always say, well, women has mother's intuition. Da, 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 da. That's cool. But it's like we know how to read each other we know how to read rooms we could uh just based on working together i've seen us signaling each other 
from across the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or even um, the other day when you didn't want me to, uh, uh, you were somewhere. You were somewhere. You was like, I don't need the OG to come through here. Hey, I'm gonna meet you over here. Yeah. And in your voice, I heard, No, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna meet you right here. Right. Okay. I got it because I didn't understand the reason, didn't know what it was, but I can hear in your voice and in your tone and your delivery is like. Okay. Yeah. It's time to do something. Different. It's time. Yeah, right. Make adjustments. And and even with that, you know, I don't share my location with anyone. Right. And because I understand what's going on, I knew that if I said, "Nah, don't come through here," if you needed to get there, you could get there. Right. 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 Facts. And I knew that. Right. But I also was like, "Nah, let's do this this way." And, and, and I got you. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and then there's a certain level of. of and does Respect. that come from the nightclub industries? Like, you know, you, you see, like, to me, is that you are uh, very good at um, being present in wherever you're at, but also masking where you're at for people who have no uh, need to know where you're at. Exactly. Yeah. That is literally it. And Because with social media, so, man, I used to post where I was and people would pop up. No, that happened to me. I, I, I posted, hey, I'm, finna, I'm going to Krispy Kreme. And when I got to Krispy Kreme, I met Krispy Kreme. And five minutes later, someone was like, hey, what's up, man? Pulled up at Krispy Kreme. Like, I saw you were at Krispy Kreme. Like, that's not okay. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's not comfortable. And that, and it's dangerous. Vulnerable. Me and nightclub promoter, you know, if, if it was 800 people in a club, the perception, it looked like I got lots of money. Right. Whether I did or didn't. So I didn't want to put myself at risk, you know. And, and, and it's keeping a gangster, right? Right. Being conscious of what's going on. I didn't want to put myself at risk for something dangerous to happen outside of my control. So, like, just that language and things that we have a consideration for is super, super deep. You know right. what I'm saying? A very, very detailed. And I, I just I just needed to be in that space. You so know, I didn't know that it was as deep as it was because I grew up in it until I had to train my nephew. So, my son has it. Mm-hmm. You have it. What is the it? It's the street smart awareness and I don't even want to say street because when people you say street they think it's like uh, like it's it's you know off the grid mm-hmm. but it's complete awareness of your surroundings yeah. you know what I'm saying it's knowing when to get big or when to get small or when to get scared when to get ghost yeah and there have been several times and, and I talked to you about this is like man I don't sit in my car you know what I'm saying it's like you used to sit in your car but it was behind a fence right right but like as soon as I stop, I get out because I've seen a lot of people get jacked. You know what I'm saying? Or in a nightclub, you see people get the, the money guy get followed home and robbed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And so the, a lot of the things you learn in the street, like in the in the hood and in, in low income areas where there's a lot of violence and um, it's conflict resolution. It's hard to teach that in a gated community. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or even hard to teach it without experiencing it, right? right. Like I've I've not, you know, knock on wood, I've never been robbed. Right. You know, and I've seen enough situations where someone was 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 um what's the word? They were vulnerable, right? Like I've heard you say, people aren't looking to steal. They see a situation, it's like I'm about to get that. I'm about right. to get him. I don't want to be that guy. Even I, I remember I I realized my hood tendencies picked up when I was in, when I first moved to LA. Walk close to a building so I don't have to watch but one side. Right. You know what I'm saying? And just paying attention to who's why. Because I don't want to look like a target. I don't want to look like someone you can get. Right. You know, and, and just understanding that that type of uh, having that that learn it is important. And, and not that I didn't have it, but I've always kind of had a knack for it. And, and and you you honestly, you've helped me be more conscious of it because it's not that I was trusting. I always felt like I know I can get out. Right. And that but just because I can get out doesn't mean that I need to put myself in a situation where I need to use that that uh, I need I need God to use his big blessing on me. Yeah, yeah. Don't you put know God in a position to use his big miracles on you, man. Okay, man. Thanks for joining us for an episode of 
OG status. What's that here? D Walk, did you bring the track back? Yeah, yeah, bring the track back. So with that, I am OG Troy Thanks for joining us, man. OG D Walk. What? OG status. What? You want that OG status? Grown men with grown man habits, then come on down. We talking OG status. What? OG status. Plush life, so you know we lavish. The wisest king will shine like diamond rings when it's time to put away childish things. My mind supreme, divine, refined and clean, pristine, getting green like lima beans. When adults are talking, listen and witness from life and marriage into parenting and business. A podcast with entertainment, my favorite. We hold down the fort like Camp David. They made it for grown men with the grown man habits. Well, how that sound? It's called OG status. What? OG status, when health is wealth, you want that OG status. Grown in with grown man habits, then come on down, we talking OG status. What? OG status, plush life, so you know we lavish.